Welcome to the Holistic Anxiety Fix Podcast, where we explore the many different root causes of anxiety so you can learn how to heal naturally and reclaim your love for life. Join me in this podcast episode where we focus on the connection between gut health and your anxiety. You know that old saying, you are what you eat. Well, it's actually applicable to the anxiety world as well. When most women think about healing anxiety, the first things that often come to their minds are things like therapy strategies, deep breathing, maybe some yoga, and the go-to for most conventional medical practitioners, which is medication. However, it is not very often that women connect the dots between what they eat and how their mind feels. In fact, we have done a great job of segmenting health and mental health into different categories, as opposed to looking at mental health as an interconnection between all systems. As you're going to learn in this podcast episode, the health of your gut plays a large role in your mental health. And this is something, unfortunately, that you're not likely to learn from your psychiatrist. The gut to brain connection is one of the connections that has fascinated me the most. This is likely due to the fact that I am trained as a therapist and I've had years of unrelenting gut issues. When I learned about this connection, I started to identify gut-brain issues in those around me. It became clear to me that many of the individuals who sought therapy from me in my private practice for anxiety or depression also had corresponding gut issues. So, without further ado, let's dive in. What most people don't realize is that the microbiome is a key factor in our entire health, not just our gut health. The microbiome consists of a combination of bacteria. This means pathogenic or commonly known as quote unquote bad bacteria, opportunistic bacteria, and healthy bacteria. Its composition varies from person to person. And it's estimated that there are more than, and it's going to be really hard for me to say this number, so I'm just going to tell you how many zeros there are. One with 14 zeros after it. Okay, so that's a very large number. So there's an estimated one with 14 zeros after it, microorganisms in the gut. That's actually more than 10 times the number of cells in a human being. Mind-blowing, right? The health of our microbiome plays a large role in our own brain health and mental health, including anxiety and depression. There's actually a class of molecules known as gut-brain peptides, such as substance P, neurotensin, galenin, cholecytokinin, and other immune messengers, which have very difficult names that are hard to say. The gut-brain peptides serve functions such as regulating metabolism, appetite, and addictive behavior. For example, poor transmission of a gut-brain peptide called neurotensin is believed to play a role in schizophrenia and drug addiction. So I'm going to take a minute to walk you through the cycle of how it's all connected. First, we need to start by talking about diet. Now, at the time of recording this podcast, I've talked to hundreds of women who've struggled with anxiety, 
And when I ask most women if they eat healthy, the response I most typically get is, oh yes, I stopped drinking sodas as much, I'm now eating more green vegetables, and I eat less fried food. And I don't want to diminish this effort because it's a really good start. However, just cutting out sodas and fried food and eating more vegetables alone will not suffice when it comes to healing anxiety. Why? Because a diet like this still contains inflammatory foods. When I say inflammatory foods, I'm talking about gluten, soy, dairy, and sugar, and a few more. By now, everyone's heard of gluten-free, and for many women that I speak with, they see it more as a trend or a fad. But let me tell you, cutting out gluten has been one of the biggest needle movers for women with anxiety. And when I say cutting it out, I don't mean having it only once or twice a week. I literally mean cutting it out 100%. I could spend an entire podcast focused on the connection between gluten and anxiety alone. And to be honest, I probably will. I have worked with so many women who have cut it out and seen amazing results. For example, Jody, can cereal really do that? One woman asked. She had a bowl of cereal before bed and ended up with a panic attack all night. Another woman cheated and ate a pizza at a work event and holy cow, did she feel it the next day. Gluten is just one example and a powerful one at that on why focusing on the food that you're eating is really important. One of the low inflammatory diets I like best is paleo. Now, technically speaking, eating a paleo diet means that you're consuming foods that were presumed to be eaten by our ancestors during paleolithic period, and therefore we are genetically adapted to eat. This might sound like a lot to take into consideration, but paleo is actually guided by five easy to follow principles. Principle one, consuming whole foods. This means foods that have not been processed with no added colors or flavors essentially any of the foods in the middle of your grocery store. Number two, consuming foods free from toxins. This means avoiding synthetic pesticides and certain ingredients added to processed foods. Principle three, applying the principles of evolution. It is not possible to live like a caveman, but we can use our evolutionary history about clues as to what type of foods our bodies were made for. Principle four, relying on evidence. Yes, there is a lot of evidence on the inflammatory foods that are avoided in a paleo-like diet and the role, should I say, the negative role that they can play on the body. Principle number five, individualizing. Everyone is genetically different and expresses those genes differently. So adapting the diet and making changes to find an eating lifestyle that suits you best is important. This is because no one diet is suitable for everyone. However, paleo is recommended as a starting point because it contains sources of all essential amino acids, which is very important, especially when it comes to anxiety. It eliminates a lot of the common allergenic foods like corn, grains, and gluten. It eliminates many sources of toxins that are often found through pesticides and harmful additives. And these are most present in processed foods. It focuses on natural sources of sugar, 
And it focuses on high consumption of vegetables and other healing foods. So essentially, it is a low inflammatory diet. Now, I do want to add a quick aside that if you have mold exposure and histamine issues, this diet will need to be modified. But we are going to dive into that in a future podcast. If you are struggling with anxiety and tired of going in circles, then I have something special for you. I have created a game-changing gift for everyone that is listening. This gift is specifically designed for women who are done living with their anxiety. Whether they are tired of the intrusive thoughts, the sleepless nights, gut issues, the overwhelm, or being unable to do the things they used to love. This gift is specifically designed for women who want immediate action steps. So what I have for you is a guide. It is five surprising ways to reduce anxiety in just seven days. This guide is really great because it gives you some actionable steps. It is not telling you about your anxiety or suggesting a random things that you're never going to do, but they are really actionable steps that are going to have an immediate effect on lowering your anxiety. You can find the guide at go.healingjourneyservices.com slash five ways dash one. So let's get back to the gut anxiety connection and why diet is so important. So how does it all connect? The truth is that the health state of our gut is correlated with the brain's health state. When the gut is exposed to infection, environmental toxins, like foods sprayed with pesticides, or foods that it is intolerant to, like greasy fried foods, gluten, high in fructose foods, etc., the lining of your gut becomes damaged and what we call leaky. Now, most people now have heard of leaky gut, but for those where this is new to them or maybe you need a refresher, let's go into a little bit of an overview. So what a lot of people don't realize is that the lining of your gut is actually surprisingly only one cell deep. And if we zoom into the intestinal wall, we find cells known as enterocytes. And these cells, their job is to absorb all of our nutrients, our water, sugar, amino acids, vitamins, etc. So there's small hairs on the enterocytes known as microvilli. And I sort of picture it like healthy coral. And the microvilli produce enzymes such as lactose to help with digestion and the breakdown of fats. These cells are joined together with a tiny pore-like structure that's known as tight junctions. So you can sort of think of it like Lego connecting to one another to form that one cell deep layer. Now the tight junctions create a solid barrier, which essentially prevents the bad guys from entering into circulation in the body. It keeps them in the intestinal tract. When the link between the cells or the tight junctions falls apart, it creates gaps between the cells and allows particles to enter into general circulation into your body. And these particles should not be there. So remember food is one of the things that can cause the tight junctions to fall apart. Parasites and infections, 
And pesticides are also things that will cause the tight junctions to fall apart, as well as gluten. So basically what happens is molecules start to seep into the bloodstream. This could be bacteria, undigested food particles, and toxins. And the enterocytes that are meant to absorb the vitamins and minerals, they become extra porous. And therefore, they stop being picky about what they absorb through their cells. And this means, again, that things are being let into the body that shouldn't be getting inside. And the microvilli start to shrivel up and atrophy, limiting the production of enzymes, which then further prevents your food from properly being broken down. So think here about bleached coral. If you've gone diving and seen bleached coral, it is not a pretty sight. And that essentially is what your gut looks like when you have leaky gut. So once unwanted particles begin passing into general circulation, the body's immune response is activated because it views these particles as foreign. This can lead to full body inflammation, which then leads to more leaky gut. Damaged microvilli leads to malabsorption of minerals, nutrients, and fats, lactose intolerance, and food sensitivities. So in summary, the body then loses its ability to produce enough enzymes to break down the food and unwanted food and pathogens that are supposed to stay in the intestine escape into the bloodstream. Some of the invader molecules are called LPS and in a state of leaky gut, they can travel throughout the body. The body views the escaped partially digested food, LPS and pathogens as invaders and they are flagged by the immune system, which I already mentioned goes into high alert. It is like a large group of people invading a country where they don't belong. Eventually, the army of the invaded country is going to start to do something about it. In the body, the invasion causes an immune response, which leads to inflammation. LPS is one of the key elements responsible for triggering an inflammatory response in the gut and throughout the entire body, including the brain. Once the immune response is triggered, it means that you're producing what is called inflammatory cytokines. A leaky gut can actually occur for decades and eventually the situation will begin to cause serious health issues. In fact, a bit of a sidebar here, but LPS can trigger depression, which is known as the cytokine model of depression. What happens is if you have leaky gut, you also likely have leaky brain. And so most people have heard of leaky gut, but not a lot of people realize that it also means that you likely have leaky brain. So the brain has a barrier as well called the blood brain barrier. And this barrier is intended to prevent things from getting into the brain that shouldn't be there. So because of this inflammation, the blood brain barrier becomes leaky and things get into the brain that shouldn't and this actually impacts the production of neurotransmitters and the connection of neurons in your brain. And this then affects symptoms like anxiety. Research has actually backed this up. For example, inflammatory bowel disease, IBD, such as ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease can actually result in lesions in white matter in the brain. And guess what? When neurotransmitter production is impacted, then you are more likely to crave certain foods. And as you can imagine, these foods are not exactly great for your gut health 
And then the cycle continues. So for example, women who are low in serotonin, which is a feel-good neurotransmitter, they're more likely to exhibit symptoms of both anxiety and depression. And women with low serotonin are more likely to crave carbs and sweet foods, especially in the winter, especially, for example, and women with low serotonin are much more likely to crave carbs and sweet foods. And this is especially common in the wintertime with low light levels. And so when they crave the sweet foods, they often eat the sweet foods. And then as you've just learned, these sweet foods and high carb foods are then going to impact gut health. And then the cycle is going to continue. And so one of the simplest yet hardest to implement strategies to heal anxiety is actually changing your diet. That's why the Gut Anxiety Connection is an entire phase of my three-phase foundational program, The Holistic Anxiety Fix, because knowing what to eat and what not to eat is super confusing. You know, unfortunately, a lot of functional medicine practitioners, they miss this step. They go straight to testing. They run, you know, a GI map for parasites in H. pylori. They run a GI effects that looks at bacterial health of the gut. And these are all tests that I can run too. So don't get me wrong. This information is great. It's super helpful and it can inform supplement and healing strategies. But if you aren't eating a healthy, low inflammatory diet, if you're still eating gluten and high sugar foods, then the chances of your gut actually healing isn't great. And this is why I like to start with the foundations. And many women who put these in place don't need to run a GI map because the gut starts to heal itself. They are able to put back rings on their fingers because the inflammation goes down and the underlying panic that had been looming forever, it subsides too. For many women, having recipes and meal plans and accountability is a key piece of the puzzle. If you know this is for you, then the best place to start is to join my free Facebook group, Healing Anxiety Holistically for Women. You can find it in the search bar. But either way, make sure you add this as one of the many layers of healing anxiety holistically. Because this, because looking at food, because changing your diet, it's game changing. Thanks for joining me on this podcast episode. I look forward to seeing you in the next. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Holistic Anxiety Fix podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others like you can learn how to heal naturally from anxiety. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.